It's got murder, revenge, conspiracy, Napoleon. Hello there. Welcome to the Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the other person hasn't seen. We watch it separately and meet to discuss it. Literally in real life today. Ah, we're in the same room. We're all in Ireland. We're also, well, first of all, my name is <laughs> Ricardo Deacon. My name is Orla McNeilis. And we're joined by a very special guest, friend of the pod and friend IRL, Eileen Gill. Hello, Eileen. Hello, Harry. I'm very well. Since it's a special episode, this is one of the few mm. films that the three of us have seen before yeah. uh, gathering in this, for this momentous occasion to discuss the film that is The Count of Monte Cristo. Being your friend is always an adventure. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Edmund Dantes had a promising future. And a love. I missed you so. That any man would envy. As soon as I can afford the ring, we'll I win. I don't need a ring. I don't. You're under arrest by order of the magistrate of Marseille. I demand an explanation. It was you? Why are you doing this? It's complicated. I didn't quite understand why you were betraying him, but now, having seen his exquisite fiancée, I understand completely. I am innocent. Form Mercedes that Edmond Dantes has been executed. My advice take solace in the comfort of your good friend. No! You are a soldier. Teach me the knife, the sword. Oh, good. Too good. Let's walk of escape. In return for your help, I offer something priceless the treasure of Monte Cristo. <laughs> Follow the clues. You are wealthier than any man I have ever heard of. What do you want to buy? Revenge. A sailor is falsely accused of treason by his best friend, Fernand, who wants Dante's girlfriend, Mercedes, for himself. Dante's is imprisoned on the island prison of Chateau d'If for 13 years. Okay, that's a... um, I, they do miss quite a bit of the plot there in the synopsis. It makes it sound kind of shite. It's like he just goes to prison. That's it. That's the whole film. He goes to prison in the end. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, guys. I think I accidentally watched Midnight Express again. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was directed by Kevin Reynolds. Screenplay by Jay Wolpert. What a name. Based on The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Dumas. But, like, that's a joke that is in Shoshone Redemption that I always say whenever I have the opportunity. I was like, where is that from? (laughs) Produced by Gary Barber, Roger Burbaum, and Jonathan Glickman. Starring Jim Jesus Caviezel, Guy Pearce, Richard Harris, James Frain, Dagmara Dominic, Dagmara Dominic, Louise Guzman. Yeah, that's the... She's in succession. Yeah, that fucking blew my mind oh yesterday. I literally God. did not notice it whenever I was watching it. No. And then I was looking her up. She Carolina. hasn't aged a day. She, she fucking hasn't. looks the exact same. It's 20 years 20 later. 20 years. Like, She's like... Uh, sorry, I just... I need a minute. Yeah. I need a minute. It genuinely blew my mind yesterday. Cinematography by Andrew Dunn. Wait, also... Uh, a very young fucking... Oh, Superman, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah. yeah. Who's fucking top lip looks more CGI than in Superman <laughs> Justice League? Whenever you let me uh, fight him. Uh, cinematography by Andrew Dunn and edit edit by Stephen Simmel and Christopher Womack, and music by Edward Shearmore. So, uh, who picked this movie, by the way? Because we either uh, in combination, it definitely wasn't picked by me. It was one of you two that Are picked you it. Alluding to a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Offline, we may have um, we may have conspired. Uh, and uh, who of you pulled the trigger on JFK? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot release that information at this time. Uh, I think we this was a joint. Uh, yeah, look, this is obviously 
a mad film but for me i'm like this is the best story of all time it has everything that you could possibly want it's got murder revenge conspiracy napoleon love it's got everything it's got everything you know like it's got a prison break it's got uh you know a decades long revenge plot that's you know incorporates pirates it's got everything it's well, technically, there's two prison breaks, one off screen, because Napoleon gets out of Elba. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the Emperor Returns. So what is your background with this movie? When did you watch your first? Uh, oh, what did you think of question. it then? What did, did, you, well, did, it, did it change? How many times have you seen question. it over the years? How many times? Oh, my God. Um, no, I read the book. Oh, I read the book. Have I have the book. the book, yeah. The long ass book. It's like oh, it's fucking. Pages. It took me, I'm going to say, a year to read it because, like, I'm slow as fuck anyway and I'm always really busy. So I can curse, can't I? Of course you can. Okay. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, the first time I saw anything to do with County Monte Cristo, I must have been like a little kid and it was an animated version of it. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know like how long I don't know how long it was whether we had it on like a VHS like mash of other shit I'm not sure but um that was the first time I saw it and even my memory from that the only thing I really remember about it is the prison break but I remember I really enjoyed it and then when I was older I'd say in my early 20s I watched or I read the book and then I w- watched the film probably the first time in years i had watched i'd watched it like i don't know as a teenager and never yeah, it was always on rt yeah it was always uh, the big big movie yeah yeah so i'd watched it like evening. but then um but i hadn't really like thought about it properly and then whenever we were living together we watched it we watched it um, <laughs> multiple times so many times so many times with so many bottles of wine but um so we can pretty much just quote it back to front now but and it comes up often in our conversations it does it's, it's something quite close to our hearts so that's why i think we were like let's let's do this let's trap ricardo yeah. in our web of lies i think yeah because i had um i don't know why i just i was in the, i was in a very particular mood one evening not that long ago and i was like oh my god i'm gonna put on the country monte crystal and oh, I put it on. I literally started. Uh, this is probably like eleven o'clock Toronto time. So I even woke up to about fifteen voice notes of just like every time I would get to a new because I hadn't seen it probably uh, since we watched it. So I just keep getting to bits and be like, I forgot about this. Like the bit, like oh god, um, the bit like with the the, uh, the warden of the prison who's just this like randomly sassy man. Like the character, like the fucking the performance is so great um i was trying to think there yeah, like, like i have no time for that actually i have yeah. all the time in the world <laughs> when he says it like <laughs> i've got i've got all the time in the world <laughs> he is a great like random villain just to be thrown in the mix because i love as well at the start when he's like but i'm innocent he's like of course you're <laughs> innocent you wouldn't be here if you weren't innocent so he completely like he's like of course you are like i empathize and now i'm gonna beat you savagely yeah. we're not gonna learn your name we're just gonna like well here in fairness to him and you at the start but then you know as the years roll on <laughs> I was trying to remember when the f- was the first time I actually watched this movie. I get the feeling that we had it taped on VHS, like from the RT or something. Um, I really love this version, though. Like, I because I've never it. I've never read the book or seen any other adaptations of it, but it is like such a classic text. Which kind of I was thinking about this yesterday. It seems kind of mad that there haven't been any more recent. Apart from Revenge, the show, which is like, but that's kind of... Well, like uh, Paul Schrader made a movie adaptation of this, uh, but it's like set in modern times with like, I think it's like Ray Liotta and some other... Is it in the 90s though? Yeah, but it's like, it's one of those movies that got buried on, like released on TV back then, whatever. But it was because he had a fight with the studio or something, but... Mm. But, like, it's such a great story. Like, it's such a good story, you know? It's very timeless. It's completely, completely. The betrayal, the, you know, 
the fucking suffering and torture and then the decades long High revenge, for revenge doesn't really make you feel better in no the it doesn't but it's, you were right it, priest i don't know you it were looked, right <laughs> I think the the plot, the plan, it's good to have a goal, you know? It's good to have yeah. a goal. It's good to have a going. purpose. It kept him going. I think hold on to that revenge, you know? If that's what gets you up in the morning. It was co- the the adaptation that I was mentioning that Paul Schrader wrote and directed. It's called Forever Mine, starring <laughs> Joseph Fiennes <gasps> and no Ray Liotta and Gretchen Moore. God, Joseph Fiennes. Fucking hell. Well, like, I, I do want to watch the Telugu version like you know this movie but bollywood yeah i feel like there are a lot of like um anime and korean versions of this as well going through the wikipedia well they're like the one that i saw back in the day was the 70s version starring richard chamberlain Mm. Mm. and i do know that from it's on um, youtube in full by the way is it they actually every freaking version is including the 2002 one i had no idea like and they've just been sitting there for like 10 years and no one's ever set like copyright on them i'm like I I love that there's uh, the uh, the 30s movie uh, called The Count of Monte Cristo, which has a sequel called The Son of Monte Cristo. Uh, <laughs> Albert. <laughs> and a third part Albert. called The Return of Monte Cristo. It makes him sound like Sherlock Holmes or something, which I feel like he kind of is. And I, I know as well from speaking to Alex that there is a soviet version of this as well which oh after God, watching incredible. the soviet version of mary poppins uh <laughs> is hilarious uh i want to watch it but another notice noticeable one that i did watch and i like it's called legacy of rage which is a hong kong action movie starring uh brandon lee fuck yeah I'm very, I'm curious, like, so, of, like, some of these are obviously, like, loosely uh, adapted from the original well, story. Wait, say but that I it's am... uh, as loosely adapted as this movie is, in fairness. But, like, in fairness, though, like, I, they do change. There are bits they change, yeah. but a lot of it, everything up until, like, like after everything up until his prison escape is very, very similar to the book. Yeah. It's more, it's more, like the afterwards and like the relationships between the characters and stuff because I think like Jacopo mm. is he is more like he has a different name first of all and he is like more connected with um, oh actually and does he sound I as am... New Yorker in the, in the, in the <laughs> not, book not quite I am your man forever forever um, like Luis Guzman feels like he just walked straight out of the set of Carlito's think, way I, and, uh, I just think performance of a lifetime just you can't you can't dislike Luis Guzman and, and uh, mo- most importantly how did you feel about the whole wicklowness of it all <gasps> yeah I literally only just I read this in the Wikipedia yesterday that okay so um, this is from the Wikipedia page Ireland locations included Powers Court Estate which stood in for the estate which Dante's buys and where he hosts his grand introduction to Paris society like he shows up scene. in the in the That's like with the fucking great the scene. fact that they like, get the hot air balloon and I it's know. fucking wicked. I know I just in fairness so Alex funny. called it Greetings. immediately whenever she was watching it's like that's Powers Court it's actually very actually identifiable uh, like immediately yeah. it's like oh there's a pond there and I, a statue it must I be Powers <laughs> Court it's like the most surprising thing about it I think is that the air was still enough to fly a hot air balloon yes you right know enough. but also we were talking about this. That scene is so iconic because, like, Bridgerton could never. You That's, know, they just. It's, it's, it's so. Funny how much I thought of Bridgerton this yeah, time. But it's so camp and it's so over the top yeah. and it's so extravagant, which is obviously is the whole point. It's yeah. the whole point. But it's just incredible. It's amazing. I love it. It is, love it. It is balls to the wall. I think, as well, um, with the Ireland locations, um, the end fight scene, it's slain. Yeah. Yeah, no way. it's, it's actually a random field in Slain. I was like, that's fantastic. It was funny though, because whenever I was watching this for the second time, I was literally in the middle of a pitch and work for an agriculture company where I was like trying to film this footage of like wheat fields. Because whenever they're having the fight and they're like ruining the crop, I was like dying inside. It's like, I dare you. Um, but it's just, I love the fact that it's actually Ireland because it didn't, it's, they make it look very quite warm. French. I was just yeah. going to say it's just very warm. It has a kind of a like, yeah, what's the word? Um, Sepia tone to it. Mediterranean. Uh, yeah, it's Mediterranean or something. I don't know. But um, um, 
Yeah. You, you spoke there about your kind of like introduction to it. When was the first time you watched this movie, though? I rented it in Chart Busters no in 2003. Yeah, like. Oh, my God. I was a Charbusters fanboy. No extra vision for her. <laughs> no. Because they used to have the like a, a deal that used to be for seven euro. You could rent three movies for 48 hours. Holy fuck. That's very good. Over the weekend. Which, so like Fridays after school, we rented like a couple of movies and returned them on Sunday, which is like... Mm. But they couldn't be brand new releases because that was outside ah, the deal. Okay. So fair, you ended fair. up watching like really random shit like... I think that the worst double bill because it was back in the day that you didn't have the internet and you had to like yeah make just, snap decisions yeah that I, I watched uh, what was that uh, piece of shit movie with Kevin Costner called Dragonfly or, or something um, that is about like reincarnation or whatever what and, uh, <laughs> did we do it yeah, for the freaking podcast that is like about like a girl that has like a dragonfly tattoo in her butt and like his wife had a dragonfly tattoo in his butt and he goes to like Laos or something to look for her <laughs> I don't know like it's all uh, there was like a bus crash I can't remember exactly I think it was with Robin Wright Penn as well like uh, whenever she was Robin Wright Penn yeah I was no. gonna say I was like it's been a while can I just say as well um, uh, while we're talking about Kevin Costner that um, Kevin Reynolds was the director of Waterworld and Robin Hood um, by uh, you know allegedly <laughs> double Kevin I feel I, this movie did it does shares a lot of DNA with the postman as well like it's that kind of mid 90s mid budget style like this actually this made its money back it made like I think it was a budget of like 35 million and then it made 75 so like it did well it's yeah. just like they do not make movies like this but anymore. I was gonna say that it's like it is a movie that like really t- it mm. takes a historical approach that could only be described as directed by the guy that did Prince of the East <laughs> <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, I think the interpretation like, of Napoleon uh, yeah, only like, to be replicated by Ridley Scott. I was just going to say, like, in the words of Ridley Scott, were you there? <laughs> like, were you there? Well, then. I had, like, a real, like... Pissing a, off the entire French name. Like a Mandela effect that I was, like, convinced that it was John Hurt and not Richard Harris that was the, the prisoner. Oh. For years, I thought that. And then whenever his little fucking head pops out like a mole, like, which is the funniest framing so that he it's can so have. He just appears so stupid. Then it's like he does this slow turn that it's so slow, like it cannot have been planned yeah. but to be that slow. Yeah. Probably it's just because he was like a fucking ancient man that was about to die. The, Jesus, um, Ricardo, this is years before he died, wasn't it? No, no, it's a couple of years because uh, Harry Potter came out around the same time, and he was only in the first two because he died. Because he died. When did he die? Two thousand and four, I think. So, so like, it would have been okay. only three years. Like it's. Like God, the... he's just quite a physical performance in this movie. Yeah, because there's one. Maybe that's why he died. Oh, ah, uh, no, come on, death by death by Count of Monte Cristo. That, that's some Jim, Jim Caviezel. That's some Jim Caviezel level uh, uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories yeah. there, Ricardo. But like, um, <laughs> like I have to say that it's like if you're being, like, if you judge this movie objectively, it's a piece of shit. Like uh, as <gasps> shut the fuck up. No, no, no. Like I'm not saying so that I didn't, joyless. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> like and you have to say as well like the performances are from the top to the bottom terrible but they but at the same well richard harris is grand yeah that's it that is the best part of the movie yeah but yeah but the yeah like it just turns into fucking rocky whenever he's like doing the water thing it's like (laughs) (laughs) whatever the sound like he's doing like but that's one of my favorite parts because like you know they've been digging or whatever and then he's sitting there you know reading a book suddenly Uh, and then he turns around to Richard Harris, who's like, come on, man, don't waste the candles. Like, we need them for digging, you yeah. know? And he just goes, priest, you know how to fight, basically. And he, yeah. it cuts to Richard Harris, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's so <laughs> broken and it, worn looking. Is it after he has his, like, anniversary whooping? Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, like, lying, lying there, and he turns his back's all fucked, and he, like, turns around, and he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, teach me how to fight. But it's so funny as well, like, A, that, like, he just takes two splinters, uh, like, that are perfectly formed, exactly the same size, Mm. and strong enough to fake fight, somehow that you could, like, actually kill a man with that, like, the... 
what was the, uh, the like even the that line that is like so funny because it's so bad whenever it's like i'm a count not a saint <laughs> it makes sense whenever the priest says yeah. why like <laughs> it's just oh. it's so good no i'm sorry it's amazing <laughs> no it's, it's amazing. Like, like as in the bit that is like like any type of terrible movie that i enjoy watching yeah. it has to be earnest mm-hmm. that nobody like everybody thinks that they're in a movie that is far better than what it is <laughs> and i think that it becomes like mm-hmm. you know even whenever like i couldn't stop laughing whenever <laughs> your man the prosecutor gets like they give him the gun or whatever yeah and he goes to shoot him oh, and then like so Jacobisa's head it's just so pops funny. up you didn't think i'd make it that easy did you <laughs> but is it like the framing is so it's hilarious so that's what happens when kevin reynolds gets to direct and it's not being fucking shadow directed by kevin costner <laughs> because, like, uh, allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> or dennis hopper <laughs> Allegedly. Like you know, uh, like the 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 guy that plays the the warden of the prison is uh, plays the sheriff of Nottingham's yeah. cousin in uh, Prince of Thieves. He's the guy that he goes like, next time if you don't bring me Loxley, I'll cut his heart out with a spoon. <laughs> and the, and the guy goes, like, he has this like weird raspy voice for no reason in that movie that is like a choice, and uh, he's like. <laughs> Why a spoon, <laughs> cousin? The yeah. accent. Also, the I, accents in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's risk English. Also, for all the baddies are like especially English. All the oh, baddies so are funny. like North England. <laughs> yeah. It's more like that. They all decided it's like we. Nobody knows we're, we're getting like an American guy, an Australian lad, and a Polish woman to be the main actors is in this movie. Polish? I wasn't sure. Was I she... think so, but like she's definitely not uh, British. She's not French or British. Too. Yeah, so it's like let's do like a mid Atlantic accent, but everybody will do a different accent. Okay. <laughs> and then like Harry Cavill will come in, who somehow is British and is doing a bad British accent. And. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life, guys. Father, father, father. But, he's like, fa- but it changes. No, like, father, father, father. His performance <laughs> is like genuinely terrible. It's yeah, so far. It's so earnest, though. Yeah, it's like, so it's like literally this like is somebody that is like his 20. Big feature? He's in I Captured the Castle. But I feel like that might be after this because he seems like a little tiny. He seems baby like in very, this. very young in this. Like he's young and I capture cast, but he's very young in this. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be sixteen and he's like sixteen. Yes, definitely. And he's very because I feel like in I capture the castle, he's kind of like he's already developing more of the sort of like Greek godness of his mm-hmm, face and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like but yeah, he, he's, he's not very good. <laughs> it's kind of funny that like he he got into acting because he met uh, like Gladiator was shot in the town that he's in from England that he met Russell Crowe and Russell Crowe told him that he should try to act so then it's kind so of it's like Russell Crowe's fault yeah fault. but it's kind of like <laughs> touching the Russell Crowe uh, remembered Harry Cavill so whenever like because mm. Harry Cavill wanted to bring it up whenever they were shooting Man of Steel together mm. and uh, Russell Crowe remembered and went like I remember whenever I met you his dad. Yeah. yeah that's so cute Aww. that's actually really cute Oh, that's actually quite nice. But like uh the the You know what? That's him redeemed in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> no, like Harry Cavill, it's kinda of like you know, like it's kind of funny as well how, how much of a nerd he is, like building PCs and playing like World of Warcraft and stuff like that. And Wait, like, really? In real yeah, like, life, yeah, yeah. Like he just oh. goes and like he's just like a big ass nerd, like fucking just slapping GPUs into motherboards. That's and painting his own action figures, like because like World of Warcraft is mm-hmm. it? no, 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 Warhammer forty thousand. Oh, that's why he plays. Okay, I'm you, sure that he's into War World of Warcraft. You know a lot of very specific yeah, details say, about Henry You're Cavill. talking. You're you're throwing words out there, and I'm like, how does he know this? How deep of a dive has he done? Yeah, I watched the Graham Norton interview like years ago, and it just stuck for so whatever reason I love like, the random facts that get brought up in those Graham Norton interviews uh, <laughs> what, why is like the Count of Monte Cristo's like entire wardrobe just swayed it's like I, no, I think I'm, I'm the, here the, for the it purple, the purple the there's blue there's velvet I love it I, oh. it, it has it, to be so like I just somebody that knows a lot about printing because of like 
reasons. Like oh, the fucking the, invitations. The invitations would have cost him his entire Dude, fortune at that time to make it. It's like they look like they just been zapped out of a fucking laser printer, and like the graphic design on them, and they all look the exact identical. I was like, like this is curious. But like you know how like this movie reminds me of what they say about Lieutenant Dyke and Band of Brothers. <laughs> That whenever they wrote the scripts, is the bit of like you know the problem with Lieutenant Dyke is not that he makes bad decisions, is that they may he makes no decisions. <laughs> and I think that the screenplay, like trying to shorten that movie into two hours and make it into something that makes sense, I think that's yeah. why it's impressive. I think that's why it's great. Well, it's the Cliff Notes version of the movie. Like it, for one, it's like the bit of like pretty much the movie has like two halves that is like pre-escape and post-escape and they're both like half and half and the amount of plot that they have to carry through Mm -hmm. in the second half of the movie is literally like there's absolutely no room for like a scene it's like every scene has to be like you know make sure we own that bank by tomorrow i i can't understand why like most adaptations of this movie try to do like either like is 40 hours long or doesn't really adapt the movie or like really skip through parts mm. Do you know what it would be great as like a little series like a little tam harder yeah like with a mini series like, like a bbc mini series kind of thing yeah. it would be so good oh you can imagine oh imagine like in the style of like um my brilliant friend yeah, yeah. like yes. that like do it like oh my god it would be so good like the texture you could put into it we've brought this up before in another episodes that i have a particular pet peeve whenever it's like complicated plans mm-hmm. whenever you don't understand what the plan is before they're doing it mm. so like yeah it, it just becomes like i don't know if this guy is a genius or not because I, like oceans 11 is a amazing ex- uh, exploration mm. of how that can be done because mm. you know enough of the plan to know how good these people are and also understand whenever the plan is going on if it's like mm. oh is it going according to plan is there tension or whatever but that it, it, like it, but there's still surprises also it's exactly. not you know yeah you need enough so that like you can make some because like i've seen have you ever seen that h bomber guy uh, yeah. video about sherlock like yeah. the bbc yeah. version and how like the uh, problem with it is that there's no you're not given any clues to like work out the mystery yeah. which is what the whole yeah. thing is you're supposed to be like following along with someone who's like very very smart but not like impossibly smart yeah so whereas like in sherlock you're not given any information it's just sherlock running around being a genius yeah. and it's like well that couldn't have worked that out whereas you know, in notions 11 you can kind of like follow along we don't know everything but it's like you can kind of go ah and then when it all slots into place you're like that's great whereas there are bits of this that are very kind of like and then it, it kind of like <laughs> it just takes out the like it, it makes it devoid of tension because you don't know if like if you don't know if something is like according you know like whenever everything they go except to, for Fernand I would say I think for the Fernand stuff is good yeah mm. it's all right but like also like I I think the Guy Pierce's performance is so like <laughs> off the mark in this movie <laughs> so like because crazy. he's so, he's so like, crazy. you know like he's so clearly evil from the get-go it's from like the minute he's on screen he's already bitching and moaning about having to swim to shore to save someone's life but also it's the bit that is like i like i hadn't watched this movie in hd before like he looks so fucking unhealthy i don't know if he was like an alcoholic at the time or it's like makeup you know, like he's so villainous in the beginning that you can't. But also, like he hates always poor be like people this. so much that it's like, how did they be, like? It's supposed to be that they're friends for like a gazillion years. Yeah. But it's like so obvious from the off that he's always hated him. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and Edmund's just so like sincere and like pure that he's just like what do you mean and he's like nothing never mind just shut up you idiot you know like he's just like oh it is comical how naive edmond he's so is sweet and he's so like, innocent he's supposed to be a sailor a competent I sailor know. out in the world and yet like he can't do anything like after the whole like you know the beaches with the british and like yeah. napoleon and everything he's there like shaking like i almost got us killed it's like yeah you fucking dope <laughs> like for not it's just like my friend the idiot and he's just like he's almost like i understand why they do it because it means that the you can the the difference between like young and older mm. is really clear but i think he does it anyway it's just an appearance and stuff it's, he doesn't need to be like quite as 
like kind of rabbit in the headlights vibes. Yeah, yeah it's it, yeah. Like, even his expression, everything, the way, he, like even his pattern of speech. He's like, "What do you mean?" Like, so oh, everything's a revelation. Yeah, like he's just he's confused that he's woken up in the morning. Like, and I think as well, like <laughs> watching this movie. What I, next time that I'm gonna I get watch excited it, I'm over gonna... a big crisp. <laughs> because if I remember correctly, like I might be wrong, but like if I well. I can't remember now, like, uh, if it was the way that the book was set up whenever I read it originally or when it was released, that there was, I might be remembering this wrong, that it was uh, a version of uh, the Three Musketeers that I had that was, like, halfway through the book. It goes, like, now go and read The Man with the Iron Mask and then come back to this book because <laughs> it's, like, the abridged version or whatever and because oh it doesn't God. affect the... The other bad performances. But at the end, oh yeah, that mm, movie like has no redeeming for qualities. Uh, but, real but in, but know, in, I've never seen that. Oh, uh, like it's this movie. It, it is very much like it, the same it's, vibe, like but way worse. Like this is a much better film for sure. But uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. But <laughs> like, uh, it's a masterpiece. This thing is I, I, I say that it's, this is a much less worse movie. <laughs> uh, uh, My favorite thing about this is like, oh, they, there's always like a gong or a sound or a clink whenever there's something you're just paying attention yeah, to. So, like whenever they're like having their dinner after like Edmond has be, been made like captain, and I was like, he's like twelve years old and clearly an idiot. Why would you make him captain? <laughs> But um, they literally go, oh, cheers, you know, to a wonderful life. And as they clink, clink the door just busts open and there's a raid on his house. And then whenever, like, um, he's having to breakfast with, like, you're with Henry Cavill's yeah. character. And he literally, like, Jacopo says, like, um, your father. And they're like, like boom, it's it. And then he runs to open the door at the same time. Know, really awkwardly, really it's like, he didn't, wait. Did he need to do that? There was no reason for it. But it, I, like, I, I love a gun. But also, it's like I do think that like um, it's one of those things that it's like, would it be uh, a better movie if they got like a better actor than Jim Caviezel in this role? Probably not because probably they'd be. Not. This movie would probably be less entertaining if there was a good performance in that place. But like, he's so miscast. Like Guy Pearce is really well cast. He's just by, like just just yeah, has one out whatever. But he has nowhere to go with it. He starts at eleven. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. There's no his performance is like evenly yeah. spread. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just there's no peaks, there's no valleys. He's just evil. Yeah, like eleven. Like they yeah. just went like what's in the box? Yeah, exactly. But like Guy Pearce. But whenever it comes to Jim Caviezel's performance, he's like. Like so much, like for an actor that, like in fairness, uh, like even like between uh, the thin red line and the Passion of the Christ, mm. for fairness, the very quiet non uh, roles that don't have a lot of dialogue for, but are quite captivating and very very charismatic. You can understand in like the thin red line why. The, I forgot he was in the Thin Red Line. Actually, yeah, like and it, like and you can understand why other characters are so drawn to him, even though he's mm. uh, like a very good soldier that will, like refuses to fight and stuff like that. Like very complex, great performance and stuff like that. And he brings none of that into this movie. Like he's so charismatic. <laughs> come that you, on, like, come he's on, not. He's not he, as fast like, as all that. Like play. his performance, like the. Like the he has only two modes in this movie, okay? <laughs> the first mode is child. Yeah. And child, the second yeah. mode is goatee. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. That's it. And when he shaves the goatee, there's no acting. It, like he's just there, like he's just, he's just like, like, You know, whenever Mercedes nice gets shot, he literally just stands over her and looks at like it's Revenge like such a blank face. Than Mercedes. That's why. And then you must like, finish this. Like in fairness, no acting is better to whatever Edmund. acting Harry Cavill is doing in that oh, scene. But like yeah. You let me fight him? He is like cardboard. He is so stuff. Like do, he's do just your worst. Like, do, do your worst. You literally can see in his eyes him trying to remember his lies. <laughs> Oh, they bless. move there's oh, like a scene sure. in them. but also like you know whenever you have to do like reactions that he got directed that is like non-verbal acting that yeah. is like mm -hmm. there's a scene whenever he goes in and he's talking about going to Rome or whatever no. and, but, even, but even before that it's like there's a moment that he has to kind of like look kind of 
frustrated or something and he literally pauses and go like literally somebody said to him hit this mark and then look frustrated <laughs> so he's just like walking there normal face hits the mark pause frustrated face <laughs> and then it's like rome it's kind of like it's like one two three kind of like if i just like his acting has improved dramatically over the years yeah, like he's it, like he's very young here and yeah like and yeah. also like it, it's the a few more takes and when enough. compared to such amazing acting <laughs> we do we do have to talk very briefly about jim Caviezel and um, the one thing I will say about him is that he did seem to bring a lot of sincerity to this because um, I was just gonna say if that. you watch if you watch any of the making of clips which I absolutely did on YouTube um, he because he, he's like a really deeply religious person yeah. so he relates to the character because like religion is such a big theme in the movie so when you hear him talking about it he clearly like was very invested whether or not that led to a good performance is well, another like, matter enjoy but this movie more like what I uh, what I will do is that uh, whenever he's gonna start getting uh, beaten up, I'll pause the movie and then watch the entire Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Jesus. And then finish the movie and come back to to this. Like that. This is uh, like goosebumps fucking books watching, where you actually have to like skip around. <laughs> um, he, he is. Yeah, he did obviously become a massive QAnon lunatic. Um, yeah. And then he's in that like anti-vax movie as well. Oh. What's it called? The, um, it literally came out like this year. Um, and it was about like trafficking and was it yeah. anti-vax or traffickers? I don't know. Uh, yeah, like anti-foreigner kind of thing. Yeah, it was. And he's he plays the dad in it. Like, so he's kind of. Um, and there's loads of people like on various social media platforms being like, they're trying to ban this film. But, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, I think it ended up making a shitload of money, which is lovely. Um, he yeah, he does like complain that Hollywood is like mean to him because he's a conservative. I'm kind of like, well, you're going around spreading the old conspiracy it's theory. It's not because there. you're a conservative. It's no, because it's because you were like, terrible. There's a difference of like, oh yeah, I want like you know small government and uh, like uh, fiscal uh, um, responsibility, whatever. And then it's like. It's not like, oh yeah, brown people equal bad. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but you know, he's still out there. I I recommend taking a look at his Instagram. It's very funny. Like, uh, he he was in a kind of, you know, like he has like a really weird career, and I think like mm -hmm. partly it's the the kind of, you know, like he'd pop it, like you know another movie like that he's in mm -hmm. that is very much early two thousands. I rented it in Chartbusters because it was <laughs> like, say, uh, like pay it, it forward. That one with also, Ashley Joe Olsman and the, uh, um, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey is the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I have no memory of this. Oh, really? Oh, no. order back and watch it. And hang on a minute. He's also in that film where he's a soldier and he's been accused of murder while. What is that called? I think yeah, this is ringing. It's more very. Bells. Yeah, he's in that. And is I that always, the one with Ashley Judd? Yes, but I always. And Morgan get, Freeman? No, Tommy Lee Jones. Tom is it Tommy Lee Jones? It is, yes. This is such. I can't remember Tommy Lee Jones, but I'm sure, like, and that's, that's weird because I kind of have a weird thing for Tommy Lee Jones. So kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. There's just something about him. Yeah, it has to be old Tommy Lee Jones, not Josh, yeah, young Tommy Lee Jones, old Tommy Lee Jones only, mm. and um, and young Tommy Lee Jones is just probably <laughs> because they look so similar. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And for me, this is his finest work. I think so. I have not seen The Passion of the Christ and I don't really have a massive... No, I have no urge to, to, but I just can't imagine him putting... Like, I'm sure he put in a great effort, but I, it, he just wouldn't have had the material that he had in this, you know? He was in a movie with Dennis Quaid called Frequency that is like Dennis Quaid plays his father. They're both firemen. And Dennis Quaid died in a fire like Wait, 20 on. years Have before. I, seen this? I feel like I've seen this one as well. Oh, like, he, so much of his <laughs> he connects on the radio to like his dad in the past. And oh, they start trying oh, to like yeah. figure okay. out his murder. Yeah. And it's like very like early 2000s, you know, like. <laughs> I wonder what year that came out in. 2001. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, does anybody have any closing thoughts before we get to favorite things? Um, just the hair, the outfits. Yeah, the hair. The hair. 
just the hair is incredible her, her hair and makeup is actually because she's like really pale yeah she's like washed out I and know. then she has these like mad which seem like tiny ringlets wrong like. for the era there's a lot going on there there's nothing <laughs> right with the era like, <laughs> let me just say this as like a uh, full disclosure here yeah I invited Alex to join us today in the podcast and she was so frustrated with the fashion <laughs> and the, because she's uh, uh, quite an expert when it comes to like historical fashion and, and it's a pet peeve of hers whenever it's really badly done and lazily done kind of thing right. because there's a way of like modernizing it but mm. being like kind of truthful to but like literally for this movie it just feels like somebody just went to I don't know BBC studios and just picked shit off the rack goes ah nobody will give a shit anyways <laughs> this looks nice that's it the hair the costumes incredible mm. the soundtrack actually as well actually sp- mentioning the soundtrack you know that scene that i feel like doesn't really have a soundtrack because all the other scenes whenever there's kind of like a montage or a fight or anything like there's mm. there's music you know but whenever he goes to fernand's house seeking his help after you know he's almost been bundled into the back of a oh, you yeah. know carriage to be taken off to the shadow reef there's literally there's no music there's no sound it's just the two of them like uh, uh, <laughs> you know sword sound sword sound uh, uh. like it's well Edmond is like the worst swords person of oh, all time oh my god he he's grabs so useless. the sword at one point I know with his bare with his hand. bare hand oh that is and like I think that's probably why there's no music because like there's nothing dramatic about it how could it be dramatic he's useless like he's so bad Fernand's like seriously man don't make me fucking take your hand off like come on considering like whenever you watch like like this again sounds like criticism but actually I'm happy that it happened in this movie because it is good for my entertainment is that considering that by this stage in like cinema history movies like Rob Roy and The Duelists and so many other movies with choreography existed. Like that this has the the approach of choreography then like that Richard Gere Sean Connery movie about King Arthur has that is like <laughs> just wave your swords. Like there's absolutely like yeah. literally like thought on the day. You know, like nowadays you watch like the making off of a movie, like the snippet or whatever featurette, and it's like yeah. I spent four years <laughs> learning how to be a samurai or whatever. This movie, some lad showed up, like probably the lad that fucking gave us guns for the red bear, who was just <laughs> There were like uh, with oh his God. little angry little dog and uh, his sad yeah, wife. The bit that gives that away the most is you know whenever Fernand's on the horse and he's like trying to get away and then he like you know falls off. The way he falls off, he like <laughs> it's so funny because you can see him like take his foot out of one of the stirrups and sort of slide himself around. So he's like kind of halfway around the horse and then he just gently flumps down into <laughs> the soft land it's very soft <laughs> like it's very soft and i think that the like i think that you you hit it on the spot or as well that it's like this movie has like very much the postman vibes especially the end fight as well that is yeah. like for an epic story it's like we run out of budget oh, we're just gonna go to an empty field in slain <laughs> but even whatever like they go to the like your man's it's like 15 year old's party yeah. and then it's like oh i'm gonna take her to dance and you expect like this ballroom or whatever and it just like just some lads living room like we <laughs> yeah. like an like a purple light in the background for some reason like they're like there's like three people dancing as well like it's ah oh, and that that speech whenever it's like so cringe whenever he just cuts away that it, like yeah. she's uh, you need to do the speech now. It's like, no, I must talk plot. Uh, <laughs> it won't wait two minutes uh, or yeah, whatever. Like it's like you. your mom is going to be there all night. That like you can chat to him later. I there expects it. I must look pale next to this man. So <laughs> <sighs> I did. Yeah. What was your favorite thing about this movie? Uh, my favorite thing about this movie. There's so many amazing moments. It's so hard to pick one. But it has to be, it has to be the moment when he's twirling his hair 
and she remembers. <laughs> and he does it like so, so obviously. It's so obvious and it's so funny because like he hasn't done it at all in any other scene. No. He did it once at the very start of the movie. Yeah. And then he only does it once <laughs> one other time. And in the 13 years in Shadow Deep, despite the length of his hair, he didn't yeah. go near it once. No. Nope. So I just think that that's amazing and fair play to her for her memory. <laughs> And I th- I love that. And keeping that little string on her finger for 13 years. How? Like, How? Like, hell. it must be so dirty. Yeah, Jesus. It never left my finger. <laughs> Oh yeah, like that's the like how like th- that rope is like she changed that rope twenty times and it's, it's like just a like goldfish, you know. She's like, no, it's the same one. I swear. <laughs> She's just like gaslighting him, like yeah. at this stage. She's a drawer full of them, just like slipping them on. What was your uh, your favorite thing, Ricardo? My favorite thing is how bad the acting is. <laughs> no, I, I, like like I said, I only like enjoy the. See, it's the weird thing whenever you're a kid. Sometimes that like I hadn't watched this since the first time that I watched it, and like mm-hmm. you know, I I watched that fucking Dragonfly movie, and then I, for whatever reason, the movie that I had watched after renting that movie was the Mothman Prophecies with oh, Richard oh Gere. Oh my God. Which was like Jesus. a cursed double bill. <laughs> uh, but it's like literally that kind of thing that you just like picked up like movies. And it says a lot about who I was at the time that I was 13 years old and I already loved The Thin Red Line and I yeah. rented <laughs> this movie because of Jim Caviezel. And I like... I remember enjoying it at the time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like in uh, John Hurt's performance, because apparently, like that's <laughs> what, what was in my head. I was like absolutely are, like, surprised that close like, in my brain as well. I love it whenever like you don't like actors seem to be like in different scenes yeah. while being in the same yeah. in the room. Same frame. It's so entertaining. It's like what was going on that day? Like like <laughs> they will cope with the days like. Uh, did they get any direction? Did they like read it? Like no. did somebody got rewrites and didn't change it? Like even the the scene whenever like my favorite piece yes, of acting me, in the movie. Favorite. My favorite piece of acting in this movie is whenever he goes back to like the shipping company owner's house. Yeah. Uh, after he escaped the thing. <laughs> and then like the guy mm-hmm. goes do you know Dante's? And he like leans forward oh, and kind of like does yeah, like this with yeah. his hair, like moves it, par- yeah. parts his hair. It just looks there like uh, like a little puppy, like to see his like recognize me. And the guy just like, how much like is your mom blind? Yeah. Like how much? It's like even if it is the case that let's say you yeah. think that Dante's is dead, wouldn't you go like, oh, I didn't know he had a brother, or yeah. like, remarkably yeah. like, or him. ask how he knew him or anything? He's very just like i'm old i'll just tell you everything i know how everybody else doesn't like that knew him but like not the fucking prosecutor nobody except for like dagmara like mercedes nobody stopped for a second she didn't even know him until he did his his curly twirly hair thing like what are you a spirit across the board no subtlety whatsoever that scene whenever he like the count meter that is like they're like nearly kissing right in front of Guy Pierce. <laughs> they're just I like about to like kind of like touch house. tongues together and then uh, he just goes can I steal your wife? <laughs> and then it's like for a dance! <laughs> and then they go to like the very sad dance floor that like it feels very <laughs> much like no like and that the music th- is kind of shite as well. Yeah, that, that, that like you know you compare it to like what other like ballroom okay. scenes of this time like you know like Night's Tale stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah, yeah actually fairness. god I did think of it by the Night's Tale a lot while watching oh, Paul Bettany is great in that movie playing yeah, uh, yeah Chaucer yeah do you know oh, who's yeah. in that who's really hot oh Sewell yeah oh fuck yeah he's oh so he's such he's a small so I love like uh, him playing an arsehole because even like he's in the holiday I love him more when he's but see arsehole. that's a good arsehole like because yeah. it's like, mer- like if you're gonna get like that villainous role yeah like don't make him pitiful make him like a fucking badass make asshole him- like, yeah. like make me hate you brother, brother. like uh, but I love how like you know it's just so funny like the the i was just sitting there going like watching this movie going mm-hmm. like people got p- 
paid to do this. Like, you know, like, this is like... As well as should have. Yeah. Excellent, excellent film. What was your least favorite, your favorite thing, Orla, I mean? Uh, I think it's how funny it, the movie is. Like, even just... Like, unintentionally funny. I, like, I don't even know, like, what they're going for sometimes. Because, like, even after, um, after they've, like, uh, they're tossing, you know, the priest in inverted commas into the into the sea um and like edmond get, takes the the warden with him and the two guys are left behind just like we could have handled that but <laughs> like i think but see it's so it's so funny in that sense where it's like deliberately funny but it's also yeah. so funny in ways where it's not meant to be like you know ju- that scene alone where he like the two of them fall off the cliff they're mm. in the water Eminem gets the keys, he's free, he's swimming away, and then he goes, hang on a minute, yeah. turns around he and beats the man to death. Like, he literally thinks about it. Yeah. You see him you going. You see the, cl- the wheels turning, like he's like, yeah. hang on a minute. And then the movie completely forgets that he did that. It's like, I didn't take revenge at all in the end. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. uh, he beat him, at, like he killed him. Yeah, he like fucking drowned him, basically. Uh, what was your least favorite thing, if anything? You can you can say nothing because <sighs> it's perfect. That it ended? Um, no, that it's not a twelve. That it's not just HBO a tr- series. Yeah, basically, like, but like, I don't want it to be any better quality than no, it is. No, no, like, no. I want, I want twelve hours of it, but I want it to be exactly the same. Yes, like and as camp like, as crazy as you know, like wrong. <laughs> I want it like that. I don't. I wouldn't change a thing. I'm obsessed. Ten out of ten. I think it's like best embodied by um Villefort's dad like the, oh my god the, the Napoleon, the, the Napoleon guy. guy is so funny and he's just like stop it you old crone and like and then like whenever fucking the, uh, 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 in that scene whenever uh, Guy Pierce kills him that it feels like he's the Joker he's just killed <laughs> yeah. like Batman's dad like it's shot yeah, like that the young Mondego why because <laughs> <laughs> his son lacked the courage <laughs> Oh God, as well. Uh, Ricardo, what was your least favorite thing? Like I think that it, it'd be uh, really enough Guy Pierce's performance because it's not broad enough. Because even like the yeah, prosecutor is the right level sleazy. I like that actor because too. he's like the secondary villain. Yeah, mm. like the the guy that the the warden of the prison is appropriately uh, sadistic mm-hmm. and then stuff like that. That is like, but then you have like Guy Pierce just being like, you know, he. He's like fucking, you know. But the most damage. He seems to be like a character in like Mississippi Grind or something like. Yeah, it's trying to get loans and stuff. It's like there's sometimes, you know, if you're gonna pare down this movie to like the bare bones, I don't want to see the villain getting like negated like a bank loan. Like (laughs) to try to understand. But also is the bit of, like I suppose the uh, secondarily is the the part of uh, not understanding the because even Kevin Reynolds knows whenever like they're gonna free the 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 people in uh, at the end of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves mm-hmm. they sit around a little map that they do with sticks and go you're gonna go here we're gonna do this and the the plan and they go that's a stupid plan that's a crazy plan and then as soon as you but then you can understand mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like the tension that gets built up or whatever because like you know like it literally goes like we have to find a way for him to not be able to buy any ships. And then it's like, he's not allowed to buy any ships. <laughs> like, I get it that it helps. Yeah. That it's like whenever you just have money, but then it makes like the count le- seem less intelligent yeah. or big as well, because so all he did was that he just bribed people. Well, like, like I uh, think it doesn't do the only thing that I would say, well, I could sort just cause the book obviously conveys it so much better. Cause it's like a million pages long, mm-hmm. but, um, that the whole thing is like you know the real villain in the end was the count because of the way he and he's so devious and he's so yeah you know and like obviously that's kind of near more or less completely lost but still i don't care <laughs> i don't care i loved it just i watched it twice within a month and i oh, fucking loved it i loved it every second i could watch it again right now I honestly and i would and i honestly would enjoy it so so much and then I we do throw think on the, the uh, mask that yes. if you look at this if somebody if you hadn't watched this movie okay mm-hmm. and then somebody told you that uh jim caviezo is doing yellow face in this movie would you believe it jesus the makeup is what fucked the fuck show me that 
Yeah, it's, it's like the so costuming. She and looks yeah. awful as well. She really does. She looks terrible. And she's very pretty. She's a beautiful Well, woman. like she probably followed the 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 same advice that I always give people. If you want to look good in your forties, uh-huh. uh, just look terrible in your twenties. It's like it's the Gene Hackman, like just just or like or Tommy Lee Jones. Like everybody goes like he aged really well. It's like now nah, he looks terrible, but like <laughs> compared to Tommy Lee Jones when they're in his thirties. What was your least favorite thing, Orla? Um, it's very hard to pick a bad thing about it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I kind of agree about Guy Pierce, to be honest. Because it is, yeah, I, I did. There is something off about it, and it's kind of disappointing because I feel like everybody else, like they've made a decision about their role, yeah. what, their voice in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're like you feel like he could have <laughs> hammed it up a bit more. Because even yeah. Harry Cavill made a decision, a very bad decision, yeah. but it's a decision. decision of, but it was, was relatively consistent, was enjoyable. Um, but I think as well, like partly is like the, like even whenever I said about like the the plot, the plotting and all that shit. Like yeah, that's part of like that. Like if I was trying to fix the movie and make it into a good movie, that's something to be done. But also, it's like part of the enjoyment of this is how like kind of dysfunctional <laughs> it, it is as a movie. It's like it's written. It's a screenplay written by somebody who was told by his friend what his friend read in a screenplay. <laughs> A book, like a book about how to write screenplays. <laughs> it's like there's like a semblance of a three act structure. Yeah. There's like the idea of a character somewhere there, but that makes it a job. But I think that like Guy Pierce's performance, like I don't know if you agree with me in this part, is the only part that is like within this kind of like sea of shit that we are like sailing on and having like fun on. Is the only bit that is kind of okay. This could have been more fun if it because either make he's too much of a competent actor for you to just like laugh at how bad his line deliveries are yeah because you know Luis guzman is like yeah. a good man but like it's hilarious that he's just talking like a new yorker like oh yeah he's like come to my del you know i don't know like uh, i'm your man you are right yeah I'm you are richer than any man i have ever heard of what was the that line it's like i do? i vow to protect you and that includes protecting you, you from, from yourself. yourself. Oh, God. Whenever they're in the carriage, he's like, <laughs> I get that you're mad. Yeah. You, <laughs> you have the money. You're a beautiful woman that loves you. It's like, go and live your life. I can't. <laughs> Don't rob me of my hate. It's all, I, all have. I have. Like, what I do think, uh, like, watching in this movie, and I think that I, like, probably... Uh, has happened but i'd be surprised if it hasn't and if it hasn't i think it should be done immediately i think this would be a killer musical oh my oh. god yeah i don't even like musicals but wow. yeah like you know like phantom camp, of the opera kind of like up. style kind of like you know there's nothing better than like sore fighting and singing at the same time like, <laughs> and, yeah. I, I just that would be incredible i don't really particularly love musicals but that would I would look I love the Gunty Monte Cristo I would watch it 100% I'd watch it yeah like uh, well so the, <laughs> who has a couple million quids and some like well. West End connections I would prefer if we did our my uh, like <clears throat> 8 to 10 part mini series first though that would be yeah we do the, the theatre off the back of the yeah. success of the yeah. HBO show yeah because um, it'll sell you yeah know, it'll sell what we'll do is that we get like uh, we just wait a couple of years and get uh, just for like a uh, chance of redemption that we get guy pierce to play the richard harris character oh that'd be so good wouldn't it priest <laughs> priest uh, he has a name as well it's just oh he's, it's not a french name you just so uh, yeah also the timelines on the priest were a bit sort of they were odd the timelines well. for everything in this movie yeah are very it's like how were you in napoleon's army if you're like 80 years old <laughs> but yeah um but yeah uh, that was uh kind of about Cristo. I had a fucking fantastic time watching it and a fantastic time talking about it. Absolutely. I love you both. Love you. I'm going to fall off this chair if I don't have a nap soon. So, <laughs> uh, so Ricardo, the, uh, why don't you go back and find some of our um, past guest episodes, particularly those with Eileen. Where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, on Twitter, at the, well, X, 
at the rack game uh fucking uh double digital radio mixcloud your podcaster of choice soundcloud uh fucking spotify i think as well yeah apple um, podcasts all those ones all the, the, the those good stuff and uh and next week's movie is chosen by orla and she already chose it in the last episode yes. and i haven't seen it yet, the beasts so. the beasts yes fucking spanish this year isn't it legend yeah somewhere between 2022 and 2023 um fantastic uh well for a second there like i'm so tired that i thought oh shit i have to think about a movie to pick for next <laughs> week and then i was <laughs> like, like oh, no, i'll no. just pick the count of monte cristo again, <laughs> like, I would watch it again. i'll do it again uh eileen thank you very much for joining us so thank you so much delighted to see you both in person in, in person life. it's uh it's wonderful and especially that we could have this beautiful experience together yes and yeah. now we're going to go out for dinner it's gonna be great cool well, after our last now yeah. yeah uh cool well uh until then it's orla mcdealers and i was ricardo taken and i'm eileen gill thanks for listening see you next week bye bye 13 years <laughs> 13 years